Welcome back to the Hunting Roots Podcast. I'm your host, Brody Swisher. This podcast is brought to you by OnX Hunt. Now, I know some of you have been asking and wondering, what in the world is this OnX you're talking about all the time? What's it all about? What's the deal? And for those that don't know already, it is a hunting app to load to your smartphone. It is a uh, the app, in my opinion, as far as loading your smartphone, iPhone, whatever you have, uh, whatever device you use, you load this app to your phone and it is a navigation tool that will save you big time. It is a navigation tool that will help you uh, decipher where you need to be, where you stand, where you're going, where you need to be. Uh, if you're lost in the woods, on the water, uh, driving around town, this is an incredible tool. Uh, and I say it all the time. I use it every day. And it's not just a, that's not just a pitch. That's not just a, a plug. That is legitimately uh, a tool. It is a tool that I use uh, every day, I'm, I'm looking up stuff every day on it, checking things, checking properties, uh, navigating around town. I used it the other day, uh, traveling back, looking for an alternate route, just kind of looking to see where I needed to be, mapping out things. Uh, again, coming back from the, the archery trade show the other day, used it then. Uh, yesterday, the most recent uh, was yesterday I was uh, in the duck bottoms with some buddies and uh, coming into uh, a spot that we had been to many times, coming in from a different direction, trying to slip around a different way, uh, come at it at a different angle, uh, beat some other guys to the chase. And, and so uh, looking again, just looking through the map and trying to decipher where we needed to be. Uh, when somebody was already beating us there to the, to the spot, uh, we went to plan B and, and C and had some other options. Uh, but we sat there and used this tool and, and, and came in from a different direction, completely different direction in the dark, never been in from this side. And we were able to nail the spot using Onyx, okay, dropping pins and navigating our way up by boat into it in the dark, and we came out right on the money. Now, someone, like I said, had beaten us to the spot, uh, but from there, we pulled up the map again, started looking through, found some other holes that we were going to try to get into, and, and had a plan B and C option there, so it will save you so many times. I, I love the tool, rely on it so heavily. Now, I know a lot of guys are thinking, well, woodsmanship is going out the window. No, don't don't allow woodsmanship to go. You still need to learn how to read the land, read the trees, read the sun direction, all those different things uh, where the sun comes up and, and just being able to navigate and get in and out of the woods uh, on your own with your woodsman skills. But this is an incredible tool that will change the game big time for you. So be sure to check it out. Onxmaps.com is the website. Check it out there. You pay an annual fee, a monthly fee, whatever it is, and get it knocked out and and man i'm telling you this is a tool that every hunter fisherman outdoorsman whatever you do hiking hanging out just driving around town you need it i I want my parents to have it i want my wife to have it on their phone everybody needs this app just to be able to navigate and figure out where they are where they stand right now and where they need to be so check that one out this week though we're jumping in the blind with billy blakely and the crew from real foot lake over at blue bank resort Billy Blakely is a legend in the waterfowl world. He's been a guide for many, many years with the Hayes family at Blue Bank Resort, and I love going every year, hanging out with Billy, Caleb Dunn, two of the guides there, and uh, just getting in with those guys and seeing what they do, how they do it, hanging out in the duck blind, and it's always a good time. And whether we kill five ducks or 50, uh, they got fine dining, lodging right there on the lake, just a great, great setup. So that's what this conversation is all about. We're taking a break from the shooting deck up front, stepping back in the kitchen, going to spend a little time with Billy, hearing about the history of Blue Bank, the history of Real Foot Lake, some of his experiences along the way for the many, many years that he's been chasing ducks on the lake. Here's our conversation 
with Billy Blakely, legendary guide, Blue Bank Resort on Real Foot Lake. All right, man, we're rolling here. We are on Real Foot Lake in the blind with the legendary Billy Blakely. Billy, good to see you again, man. Man, it's always good to see you. Always good to be here, and Real Foot Lake is obviously a special place, legendary place. Um, man, a lot of history here. I remember growing up as a kid, just uh, hearing about Real Foot being down in Memphis and just kind of dreaming big about going and being a part of what all goes on up here and the duck hunting, and we'd always hear about that every year. And uh, I want to hear a little bit about from you and kind of your story, man, how you got started, how long you've been working here. We're... Uh, obviously hanging out with the crew at Blue Bank Resort, uh, but you've been doing this a long, long time, man. So tell me a little bit about how you got started. Let's just take it even further back. Let's talk about how you got started in duck hunting. Who started you off? How did you get going? And tell me the backstory on Billy Blakely and your waterfowl career. Man, I've always been around this lake, born and raised there in Sandburg, which that's about all it is for people to do there, hunting fish. And- yeah do whatever they can do to make a dollar. So at a young age, I was always trying to make a dollar. Yeah. <clears throat> so I got hanging around all these older people that's going hunting, going fishing. And, of course, me being a kid, they'd all holler, what, do you want to go? Oh, yeah, I want to go. Yep. So I'd jump up in the boat with any of them. It didn't matter who it was, Tim, Timmy Van Cleef. And that sounded good out there. Well, you, yeah, that's how it goes. You know, you start, come back here and start recording something down <laughs> they, on some downtime, and then they go booming up on the Yep. But, yeah, I got going with Timmy Van Cleve, Ricky Seals, all that bunch when I was real young. Yep. And they's all kind of older than I was and kind of a mentor and got to going hunting. And them boys has always killed a bunch of ducks. So I tickled me any time I'd jump in the boat with them, fishing yep. or hunting. Yeah. And uh, so I just seen real quick that that's something I'd like to do. Yeah. So as I got a little older and older and going to high school and getting out of high school, of course, the older you get, you start doing oddity and jobs to make you shotgun shell money is what I was looking for. That's right. Hunted baby turtles, trap, fished, anything I could do to make a dollar, I'd do it. it uh, loaded trucks for Mike and them. They had a fish company out of Brazil. They'd send fish over, frozen fish in a truck. Huh. Well, they was looking for anybody that told a 50-pound box, pound That's them right. back in, I think around $3, $2.50, an hour, whatever. Well, hey, I'd ride that bicycle down there at 13 years old, and I'd wait in line. Yeah. Let me help unload it $3 an hour. That's more than I'm making riding this bicycle. Shoot, yeah, that's right. <clears throat> so it went on from there. Went to working on the boat dock at the age of 14 for Mike and his sister and his family there at Eagle Nest. And we just branched off from there. Went from Eagle Nest for several years. Mike and Jill went to Cypress Point, bought it, and worked for all of them for several years. And then Mike... Branched off, went to Blue Bank, opened up Blue Bank with old Boardman Woods. As, as of today, I've been with Mike for 39 years now. Oh, dang. And believe it or not, that's a long time. That is a long time, yeah. I, I never thought I'd uh, be around that long, but here I've made it a lot longer than that. Still kicking, man. Yeah, well, that's cool. And I, I think back to, I guess it's been probably 20 years ago. My daughter's 18. It was before she was born. I come over with Chris Vincent. And uh, I guess we did a youth hunt or something. It seemed like we were doing a youth hunt with Chris Vincent or something. Yes, sir. He had a little outdoor show going on. I think it was called Extreme Outdoors or something like that. And at the time on what was called the Sportsman Channel. And uh, I remember coming over, and uh, I think I was just running a camera, hanging out or whatever. And uh, 
I remember them kids banging on. I mean, they shot the fire out of some shells. I don't think they killed but six ducks maybe or whatever it was, you know, but it was classic. Yeah. I mean, they shot and they shot, and, and uh, that was my first time to meet you. And um, I knew then, you know, at that time, just, just hearing kind of your story and how you carried on, you know, you've uh, you've been around the block and, you know, you – I know you don't like to hear it, but I mean you're you know you're a legend on this lake and just in the waterfowl world and and just when it comes to guide and people love to hang out with you and and people do come from all over the country. Where are some folks that have come to to the lake here and to Blue Bank? Where are some folks you know from what part of the country or what part of the world have you had folks come in here to guide? Man, I've had some people from Russia, some Russians come over, uh, New England had some from there. Yep. I mean, it's been people from all over the world just to come see this little old lake. Yeah. And like you say, it's an old lake. It's like stepping back in time. Yeah. Like forgot. Like the land of the forgotten or something like that. Yeah. This is a place you can come to, relax, yeah. and just hang out, have a good old time, whether it's duck hunting, fishing. But I get a kick out of either one. You meet a lot of good people doing this. Yeah. Uh, Come around, just. Just like all of us sitting in a blind day, cutting up, having fun, picking on each other. Yep. Man, you can't beat that. That's right. So, yeah, you you do the fishing deal as well. And uh, summertime, folks can come over here and, and fish with you. What's, the, what's primarily what you're getting into as far as the fishing opportunities here on the lake? Man, I love, my first love is bluegill fishing. Absolutely. And I like the crappie fishing and bass fishing and have won several tournaments in both. But, yep. man, I love that bluegill fishing. Yeah. Well, man, that's a bluegill fishing is is way I started fishing. You know, drowning crickets years and years ago as a little kid, and and I'm, I'm like you, man. I've never gotten over it. It's been one of those things. You know, a lot of people think, oh, you just bluegill fish to get started, and then you move up. And no, I've I've enjoyed bluegill fishing, and I enjoy taking my kids today. Um, you know, going out and 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 watching them grow up, and they love the same thing. Watching that bobber drop and and uh, drowning them crickets, catching bluegill to awesome thing and i've yet to get over here in the summertime and see the lily pads and, and do that deal i need to try that and bring my crew over and bring my wife over she she loves to fish but so guys can come and and fish here duck hunting here i know that a lot of folks do a, oh yeah do the the bird watching i guess eagle watching's a yep, big thing yep. over here as well we've yep. seen some bald eagles this morning uh that's been kind of cool too so hey tell me this as far as thinking back to some I kind of want to hear maybe the, the best and, and worst. I'll give you a second to think about some of the craziest stuff, and, and there may be some stuff you can't share and, and whatever, but as far as your waterfowl experience over the years, I mean, you know, you guys going 60 days, blowing and going across this lake, and yes, you've sir. seen some crazy crap. I know last year was some, uh, you know, awful situation that was a, the murder on the lake and just uh, just uh, crazy, crazy stuff, but – Thinking back over the years, let's let's hear some stories as far as some of the. Uh, let's start off with maybe some of the the worst situations. Maybe it was a boat wrecks or water coming over the boat and boats, whatever. Uh, what are some things Man, when you think I, back over the years? Uh, some doing t- this stuff every day, and as long as I have, you see a lot of stuff, and a lot of it you forget about, and yeah. a lot of it you don't want to think about again. But yeah, I've seen them hit trees head on. I've seen them hit boats head on. I've pulled no telling how many people out of this lake from accidents and stuff yeah and a lot of it is just people not using their head thinking real foot lake shallow lake we can take smaller boats we won't 
And just like last year, we pulled one out of deep water, or what we call deep water, about eight, nine foot of water. Yeah. Had a real small boat, boat blind, 60 decoys, two guns, two guys about 250 each, and a dog. Yeah. And the wind got up on them about 25 mile an hour, and they flipped that boat. And oh, gosh. Luckily, we was close and got a phone call. Got down there, got them out, and the dog got tangled up in the blind. The dog did wind up drowning. Mm. But uh, we saved the men, got them out of the water, and got them dried off, got most of their stuff. But a lot of people take this lake like like a pond. Yeah. And you got to respect this water. I don't care if it's five acres, 5,000 acres, 50,000 acres. Yeah. That water can get you. Yeah. And like I say, I've seen a little bit of everything. I've seen people shoot the cross pieces out of the blind, loading their gun, and messing with the safeties. I've had them get in here and couldn't put their guns together, and we have to put them together and load them. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Over the years, you see a lot of that kind of stuff. Oh, absolutely. And there was a there was a boat wreck last year. Was it last year there was a, a wreck? Somebody T-boned another boat? or is that Yes, right? sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. A yeah. uh, guy was coming out of a ditch. Well, of course, you got ditches and trails all through his thing. Yeah. If you come out on a main ditch, you always slow down and check just like you do to a yield sign. Yeah. But uh, this guy come out in the ditch, another one coming from the other way, and is after shooting our, so the one guy didn't think anybody else still out here, but... Sometimes you got to come back out and work on stuff. Mm-hmm. So he come up did and he run out in front of him and hit him right in the side and knocked mm-hmm. one guy out of the boat and it messed him up pretty bad. He had to spend several months in the hospital, but luckily nobody was badly hurt and everybody's good now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy stuff. I, and I think you're right. I mean, this is a, a very intimidating lake. This is, uh, you know, I've heard people say it many times. If you If you don't know what you're doing, you don't need to be, rolling up through here you know as far as that goes and uh, like i said man stumps everywhere it's, yes, sir. it's uh i mean one of those situations that uh it just as we'd followed this morning and and i mean that's what i think so cool about this deal you know my kids have had the chance to come the last couple of years to duck hunt on the youth hunt and they're fascinated by the fact that <laughs> that first boat ride and, and that's an experience that every person i think needs to experience but you know they're <laughs> They're rolling up there, and you guys are flying across this lake, and they're seeing stumps here, they're seeing stumps there, and, and they look up and like, what in the world? <laughs> and and you guys are following those uh, markers, st- you know, the stakes sticking up out there. And, and, man, if you don't know what you're doing out here, uh, like you said, you're, you're going to be in the water, you're going to be drowning, you know, somebody's going to get hurt quick. And, uh, yeah, it's not a place for guys to come and just try to explore and just, hey, let's take a shot at this. This is not that lake. You better know what you're doing on it. But, you talked about the lake being shallow. How? What is the average uh, depth on the lake as far as for the most part? Average depth out here anywhere from three to five foot. I mean, the deepest water in it's 19 foot, but it's not a whole lot of that. And all your deep water is on the south end, yep. down in front of the resort down there, where we do a lot of our crappie fishing. Yep. But uh, you get out here and be careful. You can have a good old time out here. It's, I mean, it is a good fishing lake, good hunting lake. But uh, as far as getting down here and trying to run like we do, don't even try it. Yeah. Because it took me, you don't understand how many motors I've broken halves, how many lower units <laughs> had to buy to replace, how many props, how many pieces old boats been welded from learning where to run. It took me that long to learn where to run, where not to run. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's it. It's it's just again it comes down to that experience you've been here a long time doing it a long time a lot of years a lot of experience and a lot of things you've learned the hard way um and this lake just the 
um, history behind it. I mean, tell tell us as far as again how this thing was established. I mean, well, a lot of people don't even realize this. This it's called the Quake Lake. That's what it's called, the Quake Lake. And the reason why back in eighteen December of eighteen eleven to February of eighteen twelve, a series of earthquakes created this lake. I mean, it wasn't just one. It's a series that led up shaking, 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 then finally boom, the big one hit. And uh, that's in the New Madrid Fault that runs down the Mississippi River there. Uh, it shook around here and made the land sink down. The Mississippi River spilt over, and while it was spilling over and filling this lake up, it actually made the Mississippi River run backwards for three days. So, there's mm. a bunch of water come out of that river. Yeah. And it uh, was supposed to run church bells all the way up to Boston. That's crazy. So, if it shook that hard, you know it was no place to be. That's right. That's right. Quite a quite a unique deal and uh, formed a, what's, again, just a renowned uh, – place for waterfowl hunters fishing just uh, again eagle watching uh it's a destination for people from across the country around the world come to the, this part of the country so it's, it's a obviously a treasure right here in west tennessee and and um it's honestly something i hate that i took as long as it did for me to get over here and start hanging out and seeing what it's all about and uh, but just a really really cool place tell me this we talked about some of the craziness some of the things you've seen what about in the blind you know, yeah. you got you got people for you've been guiding for all these years, and and what what's some of the the stuff you've seen in the blind? Have you had to had to haul somebody off? I know you get all oh, types. Yeah. You've had some good guys and bad guys. I mean, oh yeah. Give me some examples of some stuff you've seen, or maybe something you've had to deal with in the blind. You know, you get guys in here for the first time, don't know what they're doing, and those are the guys we got to teach. But then you yes, get sir. some guys that that do know what they're doing, and they're just some jack wagons that get in here and and uh. Have you had any of them crazy deals we've had to haul somebody off? Or? Yes, sir. I've had to take them in early before. Yeah. Had one guy back about, let's see, first year I had my old dog, so that had been about 30 years ago, 35. Had my hat shot off my head. Oh, shot the rim corner off of it. I mean, took the whole corner off that hat. And it actually scared me from death. You couldn't feel the whole side of your face. Thought it was gone. Didn't know if you shot. Didn't know if you bleeding. Couldn't find no blood on my hand when I was filling, but had the bull boy to help me. I was asking him if I was bleeding. He said, no, you okay? I said, no, I ain't. <laughs> I mean, stuff did, just, it was so close it didn't feel right. Right. <clears throat> First thing I thought come to mind after me getting back together, look over at my dog, and I thought, man, he done hit my dog. If he mm. hit my head, he hit my dog. This ain't going to be good. This ain't going to be good. This ain't going to be good. So I get everything together, come back together. It took about 20 minutes to get all my feeling back and everything. Yeah. My dog's okay. I'm okay. Guy that shot my hat off, not okay. I was gonna say, now you're mad. <laughs> yeah, Once you realize you and your dog mad. are okay, now you're now you're pissed. Yeah. <laughs> so first thing I do, grab his gun, throw it in the cage, chunk in the boat. I said, let's go. He said, I'm not leaving. I said, oh yeah, you leaving? Your way or my way? You leaving now? <laughs> it's time to go. Yeah. So I get him in, run him to the bank, get him out of the boat. The rest of them still sat there, and they just as shocked as I was because they couldn't believe he'd done it. Yeah. Get back, and I said, fellas, all good. I mean, we when I left, we didn't like but like four or five ducks having a limit. Right. I mean, it was a good day. Yeah. No needing shooting the guy's head off over a duck. And uh, But we got her back together and got them guys in here, finished the limit. I didn't make him carry his limit in. That's right. And uh, <laughs> But we got in, got back, got the limit out, and went back in. And the rest of the guys still come as of today. Now, that guy, he don't come no more. Yeah. Yeah, you that ended his career hunting down here with me. That's right. Yeah, weed those kind out. Yep. 
But it's been it's been a lot of man. I've had a ton and ton of good people in here. Oh, not yeah. not as many bad ones. What you think? Maybe two or three over the all the years I've done this. Yeah. Yep. But uh, like I say, you see everything. I've had them messing with their gun, shoot the end out of the wall, hole through the front, hole through the roof, blow the cross pieces out. And guns mess up, especially when it gets cold. You'll see what guns are guns in. Yeah. Because you'll see some malfunction that shouldn't have malfunctioned. Seen a guy, and in his defense, the gun was where it's supposed to be, on safety. Set it on the floor, boom, it went off. Blowed the whole cross piece out. Mm. But, Lord, you see a lot of stuff. A lot of it you try to forget and don't want to remember it. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen people get out here and just be a little crazy and get yourself in a jam. Yeah. And a lot of people there, I tell you, I'll say this. A lot of people, they'll say something about the guides on the lake. Well, them guys just there for the money, do what they do. And I, I ain't going to lie, we make a pretty decent living, some of us do, off of the lake. Yep. But if anything goes wrong or anything happens on this lake, there's a handful of us that's the first ones there, yep. first ones to help anybody, yep. go get anybody that's stuck, anything. I mean, we'll beat the rescue squad out there most time because we already here and got a boat in the water and know the lake. That's right. We'll, we'll get out here and... I've saved saved a bunch of people's lives on this lake over the years. Me and a couple more boys that got on it between all of us, no telling how many. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's you know that's the deal. Everybody wants to, not everybody, but there are people like you said want to bad mouth the guides and the yes, guys, sir, yes, sir. <clears throat> that all boils down to, to jealousy. You're doing jealousy. <clears throat> you're doing what so many people wish they could be doing. They're envious yep, of the yep. fact that you're out here not only doing what you love, but you've learned how to to make a living doing it and uh they're jealous and so they start talking crap and they want to bad mouth this or bad mouth that yep but like you said man you guys are the first ones that i want to have in my phone if something goes down when things go south here the real foot lake or anywhere around it you're the one i'm gonna call because you, you've been there you've done that you know how to get in you know how to get out you know how to handle an emergency situation uh you've seen the best and worst of it and so what about the ladies? I know you get some ladies in here from time to time. Oh, is that a special challenge, or is that, does it bring more fun to the package, or what is that? Uh, man, I'll tell you one thing: having them ladies in this blind, it's, that is something special because you're getting a different kind of people into the outdoors. That's right. You're getting to show some of these women. There's a lot of them sit at home, their husbands go do this. Well, I can't believe he does that. Well, don't knock it till you try it. Now, right. even That's if right. you're a woman and don't really like it. Yeah. My girlfriend, and she's been coming with me a few times. She's never done anything like this, and she loves it. Yeah. Now, she hadn't shot a gun yet, I'll say that, but she just loves coming out here and hanging out and watching us cook, watching us hunt. So, And a lot of girls do come and hunt. And, yep. uh, they're easier. <laughs> I ain't giving nobody too much trouble. But they're <laughs> easier to get and show them what to do and what not to do than most men are. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is they've never done it. Yeah. You get old stubborn guys be like me going somewhere and somebody trying to tell me what to do now. I might listen to him, but I'm probably not going to do what he says. Yeah. Like most of them get with me don't. That's right. But you can get a woman in there and say, okay, hon, you got to do this, this, this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do that. Well, she's going to remember every bit of it. That's and right. she's going to do it to the T just the way she's supposed to. That's right. And the same way fishing. That's right. You can get up there and, for instance, had a guy bass fishing. Three or four years ago, him and his wife, I won't say their names, but if they hear this, they'll remember. They'll know, yeah. (laughs) But we won't go bass fishing. Yes, sir, let me run and get my equipment, get my pole. 
And I was on them bass pretty good. They's on trees in about five, six foot of water, and we flipping black and blue jig. So we go up through there in the trees where I know what some at, and we letting them pitch, and I'm like, now when you let that jig hit the edge of that tree, it's got to sink straight down when it hits the water. Yeah. Well, in order to do that, you know well as I do, you got to pull out five or six foot of slack and let it go straight down. Yep. If you don't, it pulls away from it. Mm-hmm. Well, what does she do? She gets up there, flips in there, pulls out of slack, goes down, boom. She finally catches one there after about 15 minutes, about five pounds. He's in the back, and I'm watching him, and he's holding his thumb on his spoon. Well, he's pulling that jig out away from the tree. So yeah. I try to correct him. He said, I know what I'm doing. Yes, sir. Get back up front. 15, 20 minutes, he catches nothing about four pounds. I'm yep. like, well, that's too good. Yep. Well, we go on several hours there. Well, she got 14. He ain't got the first one. He <laughs> said, well, it's because I'm in front of the boat. I said, no, it ain't. It ain't got nothing to do with you being in the back and hers in the front. I said, but if you want to, you get up here and we'll see. So she gets in the back, wasn't there three minutes, boom, she catches one about six and a half. I said, boy, that's a good one you missed up here. She's going to get the next one. Well, he done getting his temperatures right. Oh, yeah, know? he's mad now. <laughs> she done got 15 feet, and he ain't got the first one. Yeah. He said, well, let me back in the back. So he goes back to the back. She gets up there and catches two boards of boom, boom. Mm. So we go on up through there, and I finally tell him again. He said, there ain't no fish in these trees. I said, you don't think so? Nope. Pull my pole up, flip one tree, about three pounders. Next to him, about four pounds, and I said, hmm, I don't guess go. it is no fish in this tree. Not anymore. So we better go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> we go somewhere else. He pulls up. He catches nothing. Makes her 18 fish. Yeah. He ain't caught the first one. I said, buddy, it's the last time I'm going to tell you. Hmm. If you'll pull that line out, that jig will sink straight down. You'll catch one. Yeah. We fish about five minutes. I look, and he's easing it out. Yeah. Boom. He catches one about five pounds. Well, by now, it's done time to go in. That's right. So I get back there, I said, okay, let's go. We'll crank the motor. <laughs> she looked at him, she said, can I ask you something? He said, yeah, hon. I said, why'd we pay him? Rose to bring us out here and show us what to do and where to fish. said, well, why didn't you listen to him That's this right. morning instead of waiting the last 20 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> so stuff like that always tickles me. <laughs> oh, son. Well, you're absolutely right, man. You guys, guys don't want to listen. That's in our nature as a man. We, oh, we, it is. We want to. We want to already know how to do it. We don't yep. want, especially. I can see that, especially when your wife's there and this guy's trying to teach you like you're a rookie and you, you know, it's just your machoism. You don't want to look like you don't know what you're doing. But my yep. gosh, man, yep. stand up and admit the fact that hey, I, I did pay this guy hundreds of dollars to come uh, down here today to, to teach me what I don't know and, and follow the direction. But yeah, man. Yep. Women yep. and girls, I've seen that over the years, man. They will listen, and that's why they're successful. That's, that's why they, that's why they shoot better than the guys, yep. and they'll listen to you. And they'll, that's exactly right. They'll follow directions, and they're not afraid to say, okay, I got this. I, you know, and But they listen. That's the bottom line. I feel like they always seem yep. to listen better and uh, apply it, and uh, they're not hung up on trying to uh, – you know, already know. You know, they're willing to admit they don't know. Willing, and, and that's right. So willing to learn. Willing to learn. And willing to listen. I remember a couple of years ago we were in here, and uh, one of the ladies was in here. Again, I won't mention her name, but it seemed like she had on these boots that were pink polka dot boots or something. You know, not, not any kind of boots to keep you warm. And it was cold that morning, and uh, she had these boots on. And I don't know if she forgot her hunting boots or, or what, but these were like little rain slicker boots. And, uh-huh. and she was... She was kind of, uh, she needed to find the restroom, which the restroom here is you go hang your stuff off the back of that <laughs> boat back there in the boat hide. And, and uh, I think she was a little bit alarmed maybe by that. But I remember she went to step, you know, here, for those that don't know, you, you step from the blind 
and you, you better step over into the boat oh, back there in the boat, the boat hide. Yeah. And, that green uh, stuff ain't land. <laughs> yeah, but you get this duckweed or whatever it is on there, and, and uh, it's all piled up, so it looks like it's just a green skim between the boat and the blind. And, man, I don't know how many people have done it. I've seen it my fair share just being here in the years, but I remember that lady, she went to step, and she, she just thought that was a step. She thought she was stepping on a green platform yep, or yep. something and went to step right there between the boat and the boat blind. Uh, and, uh, man, she, she went, and I don't know how, how, how far she went before she grabbed onto something, but <laughs> she went down over her pink polka dot boots and, yeah. and filled them up that morning on the way out to, to take a leak or do her thing. And, and, uh, so that happens. How deep is that water right here where it's we are? Water about four, four and a half foot. Yeah. And does it fluctuate much between now and summertime or does it stay pretty uh, Summertime, steady? it's usually around three, three and a half foot, about a foot lower. Drops down a little bit. Yep. I got you. I got you. But, yeah, I've seen a ton of people step in there and think that green stuff is land. They'll chunk. Yeah. <laughs> Go up to their stuff. Well. As far as they can reach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, tell me this, duck blind etiquette, just stuff you've seen over the years. You know, you, you've seen it all from the good, the bad, and the ugly. But what are, what are Billy Blakely's pet peeves as far as the stuff that you just you can't hardly take or tolerate or you, you just don't put up with some of the things that drive you crazy the most in the in the blind as far as just some yeah. things that uh like i said maybe it's safety stuff maybe it's just stuff that drives you yeah. nuts that safety stuff for number one we gotta i mean everybody's gotta go home after they come that's just yeah. a number one you gotta be safety safer you will get chewed on a little bit yeah and it's usually not good and what are some of those things billy well, as far yeah, as just Leaving their safety off, not putting their gun where it's supposed to be, letting it fall over. Yeah. But the main thing, safety and shooting over people's heads. That's yeah. Now I watch people real close. First few times, if you'll pay attention. You won't ever see me shoot. Yeah. Cause I'll look up and see down through there who's getting closer. Yeah. What and what? After I get my hat shot off, it sure got me to watching people a whole lot more since. That's right. But uh, you'll get people in here and they'll try to run the show and break their duck calls out and try to tell you when they're shooting this and that. And yeah. All they see is that one duck that we letting maybe 50 behind him let this one go through. And they'll come out early and shoot on it instead of waiting. Or if the other 10 or 12 or 50 that got in here, we'd have killed seven or eight. That's right. But it's just a, just a rookie mistake. It happens a lot. But They jump up and shoot before you call the shot. Yeah, we yeah. had one do it yesterday. Yeah. Got in pretty good. <laughs> Once ain't bad, but if you do it several times, it usually ruins a whole day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these boys, you paying us for a reason. That's right. We done been through it, done it, been there, done it, all that kind of stuff. Just we want you to. It ain't. I've not met a man yet loves killing ducks more than me. Yeah. I've met some that likes it as much as me, but there ain't nobody out there loves it more than me. That's right. And uh, I like seeing them die. I don't, yep. I like peeping, bring, bringing people and letting them shoot. Yep. I mean, that's what makes it good for us. Right. If you kill duck, you're going to go home and talk about it. That's right. And when you talk about it, somebody else going to want to come. So that's, that word of mouth is our number one thing. Yep. And we out here, and I got Caleb on the other end, and we try to watch everybody, make sure everybody's safe, and make sure everybody has a good time and comes back again. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I remember there was a guy – couple years ago and i know you'd already gotten on to him a couple of times just because he was he was, he liked to walk around with his shotgun up on that deck and he wanted yeah. to move from hole to hole and and then he, he moved down on the blind other end of the blind i was on and same kind of deal he kept wanting to hop around i mean he's wanting to move from 
a hole two holes down thing that's going to change stuff for yes. him maybe he's gonna be able to hit better he was just yep. missing yep. yep but i remember i was sitting back there messing with my camera and uh he come out of that hole he was going to move back down to y'all's end and i he come around the corner off that deck and had that gun barrel pointed and i come face to face with that gun barrel yes i'm gonna run down here and i grab that gun barrel i said man first all that gun needs to stay up there yep. and it needs to be unloaded if you come off that deck and, right. and but man he he had that barrel right in my face and and that didn't go well and Mm-mm. But uh, again, some of them just need just they need some good classic learning, and then some of them just need to, you know, just ease off the being stupid, you know, just just not paying attention to what they're doing. And it is a here we go again. Sweet sound of music, gunfire, booming on the front porch. That's I right. love it. Oh, uh, we're going to wrap this up so we can get back out there. Again, it all it does come down to that safety stuff, man. Just thinking, I think uh, again. A lot. A lot of people just do it and don't think about that. They just don't register that, man, something could go wrong. It's just like, I tell you what, just like last week, well, three weeks ago now, maybe, yeah, four, when them storms rolled through here. Yeah. That little old town I was born and raised in, never had a tornado come through it. Never thought one would. Yep. They was hollering storms. I said, they ain't going to come there. Something about that bluff, you know, won't let them come through there. Because yep. I'm 53 and. They hadn't had one before then, hadn't had one now, never had one come through here. Yep. But now they have, so anything can happen. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so the storm Billy's talking about, I mean, uh, I don't know what, yeah, I don't remember, you said three or four weeks ago, I don't know when it was, but it's a big storm. That yeah, December 10th, I think. Historical storm, I think it was one of the biggest, it's covered more ground, I don't know, it's like a three or four state quad state run yep. And, yep. and just devastated Mayfield and. I haven't seen things in the daylight here to see. Once we get out of here, I'll get a better look. But what did that storm do? That tornado just cut cut right around yeah. Blue Bank, right? It come right down Cypress Point, tore it all to pieces, come through Lake County, tore up several houses. Uh, it come across the lake around behind Blue Bank. Yeah. And between Blue Bank and Soundberg, it come back up on land, got a bunch of trailers, campers, uh, houses, and it tore up. It went right by Mike's house. It tore the tore his house all to pieces beyond recognition yep. went through the woods jumped the road went through right through the back side of Sandberg, not the lake side the hill side yep and uh tore up no telling how many houses killed several people yep. uh it's a bad deal but you when you go through our daylight i mean all of it a lot of it's cleaned up now you're gonna just like what happened <laughs> yeah yeah well that's a devastating deal for a lot of people and um where were you? I guess y'all were. That was later in the evening. I was gonna say where were you hiding. Yeah, that, that was about right around dark, I guess. Yep. Uh, I was just ten miles up the road, and I was watching it on the news, and I was like, "Ain't no way it's going through there." It'll, yeah. Cause every time I've ever seen one, it hits the river and goes Bounces up, or comes off. across the river on that flat land and goes yep. up that way. Yep. But this one didn't. It come on right across like they said it would. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a bad deal. Yeah, man. It was a bad. It was a bad storm, and and uh. We were riding. It went. It went around us over there towards Paris, and uh, but we thought some prayers for all those still digging out of that one there for sure. Yes, sir. Uh, that was a mess, man. No doubt about it. Billy, tell us a little bit about the gear you use. What is it you? Uh, some of your favorite gear as far as the. Uh, well, I mean, number one thing out here, fishing. You got to go every day. I mean. Wind blows, you got to go. Rain, you got to go. I mean, you got to go fishing unless it's just unbearable storm. Yep. And my frog tog, 
that pro guide suit I wear is the best thing to keep me dry out there fishing that it is. Yeah. And then duck hunting. They make a good duck hunting suit. Now, I wear my Sitka builds. I wear them all the time because I always have. But that frog tog makes some good stuff. Yep. Uh, Yamaha outboard motors. Yep. A lot of them will get you there. A lot of them don't get you back. But them yeah. Yamaha is going to get you there and back. Yep. Yep. Well, you know, you talked earlier about the boats out here and, and not yes. particularly brands or anything. But what uh, you mentioned the guys that, that they got swamped in their boat. What what is kind of the the go to boat size out here? What are most guys running? Uh, most most of us run a twenty seventy two. That's big enough. You can throw eight or nine people in it and carry on. Yeah. I mean, we run War Eagle boats. They've been good. They've yep. been good to me over the years. I've been with them since nineteen ninety eight. Yep. And uh, you can't beat them. I mean, they'll yep. hold up. They'll take anything this lake puts out. Stumps. Yep. Rough water and all of it. Yeah. Yep. And uh, you can go, and you're going to return home. That's the main thing. That's right. Getting back at the end of the day. What about your shotgun? As far as what are you what are you banging with on the shotgun? I've got a Super X3 and a Super Black Eagle 2 up there in my hole right now. Yep. And they've both been good guns for the years. And yep. I've not had no trouble out of them. Uh, one of the boys out there has got a Mossberg. They, they good guns. Yep. Absolutely. And then what do you shoot? What's your go-to round for shooting ducks? What do you what are you shooting for shells for ducks? I like well this year it's anything you can find, but yeah, mostly most time I shoot them Kent ounce and three eighths number two. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, I've enjoyed the time with you. Like I said, they've shot several volleys. We'll probably get back up here pretty get back up here on the deck. I'm gonna yeah, they want us to go get the ducks or something. Then that's right, <laughs> Billy. What's the uh, what's the deal here with Blue Bank as far as guys coming that want to come and, and hunt here can you do a day package or is it a two day do, three day or how does it work we, we can do a one day two day three day four day five day however many days you want to hunt we can do but the main thing we advertise is a three-day hunt it includes your room meals and your guide i think it's like 8.99 per person for three days three nights yeah and that's not bad at all no man and it'd be hard to beat the food that they find here at the restaurant yeah, and tell. the Hayes crew's always doing things to yeah <laughs> all of us been eating here looking like we've been eating here but uh the Hayes family does an incredible job Mike you know he's always looking to how he can improve things and always adding on and building new things here and gosh the lights my kids love coming over my little kids come you know love coming over because this place is lit up like yep. a stinking winter wonderland and um and so it's it's cool deal and People definitely need to come and experience it. Like I said, you eat like kings, and that's in the restaurant, but also here in the blind, man. Yes, you guys sir. always do a great job of, of keeping keeping the duck hunters well fed. I mean, this we're sitting here in the blind right now on the backside of the kitchen, and um, I mean, this kitchen here and this back hanging out area of the blind is bigger than a lot of people's kitchen at their house. I mean, it's huge, and there's there's a stove in here, and guys get to cooking and the griddle and. Uh, frying food and it, it's like i said you'll eat like kings here in the blind and a cool experience i encourage anybody to come and like i said i've come for a number of years now bringing my kids and it's honestly their favorite hunt of the year you know be it deer hunting duck hunting anything they they love coming here just because of the experience again the adventure getting here across the lake uh, it's just a fascinating ride for them in the dark and seeing how that goes and then uh, just hanging out in the blind eating good hanging out with good people and so billy i appreciate your time man god bless you big time and and uh Best of luck to you the rest of the season, and looking forward to great things in the spring. I want to get over here and 
chase these fish around the lake a little bit with you. Man, all you got to do is holler and we'll do it. But I've enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. Let's get back up here and work on these ducks a little bit. Sound good. Thank you, buddy. All right, guys, that's it for this time. As always, I appreciate you joining us for another episode of the Hunting Roots podcast. If you haven't done so already, be sure to check out things at the huntingroots.com website. You'll find some merch there, caps, T-shirts, all the good stuff. Check it out there, huntingroots.com. Again, if you've not done so already, be sure to take the time this week to tell somebody about the podcast. Share it with someone, friends, family. Let them know what the podcast is all about. Invite them to join us each week for the Hunting Roots podcast. We look forward to seeing you back this next week. Shoot straight. God bless.